Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. How you doing? You're at your favorite spot. The best podcast on the planet. Right here. This is the place where the conversations are pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. Today we have Prim Glidden. She's got a fascinating story. One of the questions that she asks is, are you frustrated in the love and relationship department? Why can't you seem to bring it all together? What's missing? Are there uh, key elements in our own personality? Are there shortcomings in our own personality? Because we have to get ourselves together first before we can exude and share that with others. She is an accomplished author. She is a transformational coach. She works in relationship coaching. And she's got a fascinating story about how she fell in love and got married in her 60s. I'm can't wait for her to share that with us. So let's welcome her to the edge. How are you, Prim? Hi, April. Hi, Brains. So great to be with all of you. Yes, yes, yes. We love you. We love you. And I am just so encouraged. Now, I've been married 39 years, okay? And I adore the breeze that keeps him cool. Yes, I do. But I, you know what? I, I told my husband, I said, if something happened to me, would you get married again? And he goes, no, I probably just, you know, have a girlfriend or something. I don't think I would ever get married. I said, yeah, because I'd haunt the bitch. <laughs> she wouldn't stick around long. But no, it's it's wonderful that you are still vivacious. You're open to love, that you're respected, that you're honored, and you're settled. I mean, there's no expectations you know that somebody at 60 is going to come with some bad knees or bad sciatica or, you know, they've had bad credit or an ex-wife, but none of that matters. All you're looking for is love. How did you find yourself opening to possibilities like the title of your book? Yeah. Well, you know, for me, it was a journey because, you know, I'd had a journey of, you know, I was married for many years and had a couple relationships, but I, I found myself just really curious, you know, I was successful. I was a yoga teacher. I had a business at one point, you know, that was successful. And yet when it came to love and relationship, I was just confused as to why I could not create the kind of relationship and partnership I wanted. You know, I kind of had this mantra of like, people tell me they love me, but I don't feel loved. And honestly, I had no idea of my part in that configuration right in that and what was happening and so what happened for me is that uh, at the time someone gave me a book calling in the one which maybe many of the brains out there have heard of but Catherine Woodward Thomas and it spoke to me because it spoke about becoming who you would need to be right becoming the person that you've been waiting for and I thought I like that and so I reached out and through said, I need to work with you, Catherine. And I did. And through that, I began to understand the beliefs, the strategies that I had formed when I was young 
that built walls instead of bridges, that I wanted to connect with people, but I had so many beliefs about the lack of safety and being loved, the la- you know, the, all those, and I had no idea, didn't know what I didn't know, right, Aunt, basically, right, we just don't know what we don't know, and as I began to understand that and learn tools to have a new relationship with that, I was able to begin to show up in life in a different way where I was not going to make my relationship status be what defined me or what, you know, gave me value that I was going to find, I was committed to saying, I'm going to be happy. And right. It'd be fun to have a buddy to do that with. Cause like you said, if, you know, I was already, when I got divorced, I was in my fifties. So this work for me happened in my fifties, you know, although I had done been on a spiritual path a long time, but this specific work around relationship was in my fifties. So I just kind of said, you know what? I'm going to have a great life. I'm only, I'm interested in being with someone if it's more and if it's amazing. And that was my commitment. And either way, I'm going to have fun. And I really meant it. I didn't just say it. I just did it. And through that, I actually met a couple that I traveled with myself for a couple years, always knowing, you know what? There's room for a fourth. And sure enough, when I met my husband, you know, I had been thinking about moving to Florida. I had been a snowbird for about 10 years because my parents had lived here. And I had met him online, spiritualsingles.com, as they say. Okay, well, wait, 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 wait. Park yeah. <laughs> for a minute. What, what is that like? I have not even went to look at one of these sites. One of my girlfriends told me. Now I've got friends that have gotten married, you know, like you and found love. One of my girlfriends told me, she says, April, she said, I completed the entire profile. She said, and there was not a single person in the database, not a single person that uh, I gelled with until it came time to hit that pay button. And then it opened up a different thing. But I worry about the imposter syndrome. I worry about catfishing. I had another guest on my show. She was catfished out of $300,000. Three hundred thousand dollars because you are lonely. You're not alone. You've got probably kids and relatives or there, but you're lonely. This person comes in saying all the right things, speaking that love language, uh, and you're vulnerable, and so you open yourself up to that. But I tell you, Prem, I want to know his blood type, his mama's name. I want to see his birth certificate. We got a Zoom. How did you find comfort in that and opening yourself up, you know, to the cyber world and, and really being of a particular age? That's scary. Yeah, no, all great questions. You know, and I, one thing I learned and it's what I coach my clients, you never want to take action from a place of disconnection, fear or lonely or any of those places, never a good place to take action. So, you know, and I a big online person either not because I felt that afraid of it it just you know at my age it just didn't feel that organic but I was kind of open I wasn't closed you know I mean I've had clients show up and say well there's there's nobody in the whole city of Atlanta that for me to meet there's nobody you know and we would smile because now she's of course married to a lovely man from Atlanta with her with a baby so you know it's working through those beliefs but I think first of all you've got you don't want to take action until you've done your own inner work do you have that healthy relationship with you? Because you're gonna have you're gonna have discernment. You're gonna you're gonna have the ability to ask the questions. You're gonna know. You're not gonna settle 
You're not going to say I could try to be okay with what I'm not okay with. So you've got to build that muscle first because that's going to help you, right? It's going to help you be able to have, to know what you're looking for and what you're willing to do. You know, honestly, my friend found my husband. I was not, I wasn't looking that much and I was open. Like I said, I wasn't closed, but, uh, and my friend said, and I had had an experience where somebody kind of ghosted me. Like we went out, had a good time. And then I, he, he, I didn't hear. And I thought, you know, again, because I'd done the inner work, my story was, you know what? Universe knows exactly what I want. And if he was it, he'd be showing up for me. That's so right. again, you got to do that inner work first. Where you know that you found you. out early, you know? Exactly, exactly. This is me being loved. And I, that was my story. So she said to me, well, you're not looking in the right place. You need to look on the spiritual website because you're kind of spiritual and you're into law of attraction and all these things. And she said, look at him. He, he's got a cute. And he said, he's into law of attraction and all those things. So I wasn't a paid member. So all I could do was send him a kind of like, I like your profile, you know, if you like mine. And, and the true story is he got that message. And he wasn't a member, he paid member either. And he had to join in order to respond to me. And he did. He paid the $17.50 to oh, join. That's, that's not overly expensive. I thought it was a few hundred bucks. No, no, this was only $17.50, but he paid. And he told me after our first date, he canceled it. But, you know, again, I think that's the key that you've got to, you've got to develop. You can't have a healthy relationship with anybody until you got a healthy one with yourself. Absolutely. It's got to be heart centered. It's got to be authentic. And like I said, at a particular age, you got to understand what you are willing to accept and what you're not, what's the deal breaker. Exactly. Deal breaker? Because everybody's going to come with something. You know, absolutely. And, and I always say there's, there's, there's preferences. There, there's it, it. This would be nice. These are my preferences and these are my deal breakers. And you've got to be clear about that. And, but see, you've got to also be, because people come with these beliefs. Well, if I don't take this, then there's nothing else coming. You've got to get really clear. Right. And what do you believe in? I had somebody I just started working with who's, who's like, you know, and she's lovely and she's kind of confused. I, but as we really talked about what her beliefs are about relationships, it starts to make sense. You know, because what happens is we gather evidence. If we have a story, right? Because we create from where we're identified. Right. And right. So often as children, we form these identities and these stories and they're brilliant at the time because they, you, they create safety for you. They make you feel better, but then you become an adult and you don't really, like for me, I had a big, I'm a disappointment. I, I grew up in an Orthodox Jewish family and I was just I was the wandering girl, you know, as they used to call me the wandering Jew, right? I was, I just, I just loved everybody. And my family came from a generation that where there had been the Holocaust, you know, that they, I'd understand it now, but they were very scared of outs anyone outside. That and was I, very tight knit, very tight. Exactly. I mean, look and at, I, you know, look at the world today. It's, it's exactly. a hot mess. Uh, exactly. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of hatred, but also. And in, in, in all transparency, there's a high expectation. Yeah. You know, to keep the sacred, this, uh, the, 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 the uh, sacrament and the sacredness of your culture, of your people. And your parents have expectation. You're a woman of a particular age. So I can only imagine your, uh, your mother, uh, her mother, the epigenetics, the generational trauma 
that they experienced. And so now that is ingrained in you. Uh, and as you go forward, you go, wow, is this a whole new world? This is a whole new world out here. This is a whole different paradigm. You know, I've stepped outside the door and now I can make choices for myself. So I yeah. get that. Um, yeah. But what do you think about this? Changing the subject a little bit. What do you think about uh, getting intimate on the first first night, on the first date? I think that it creates confusion because it gives you the illusion of a deeper connection with someone that that has not yet been cultivated. Mm. Right? And that's what I see. I have you know, raised, you got to cultivate it. <laughs> I love well, that. Exactly. I mean, I think that's the issue. I mean, I'm not a person that makes a judgment. I think everybody needs to listen to their own inner being and their own voice. But what I've seen is that when you get intimate too soon, it generates this expectation of the relationship that's not yet been cultivated and formed. Right, 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 right. Or sometimes, you know, that is what people are about from the get-go. That's all they want. They don't want a relationship. And that's what you have to decide. Do you want, you know, just a 1-800-DOLLAR freak? Do you want an intimate relationship? Are you looking for a spouse? So you, you gotta want, be honest. You have to yeah. be very clear and very honest. And you have to be very careful. You know, when you go in on the first couple dates, I would imagine the last thing the person wants to hear about is the old relationship or the divorce or what that other person did. They want to get to know you. Now, all of that is going to eventually come up. But sometimes that can be a turnoff and a deal breaker, wouldn't you think, Prim? You know, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you. You want, you know, again, it, you want to notice it, to me, you're, they're vetting you and you're vetting them, right? And so you're getting to know them. You're wanting to see, are they as interested in me as I'm interested in them? Are they asking, you know, sometimes I'll have a client say to me, well, he didn't ask me one question about me. Well, that's information. That's right. information that you want to take in. And, but as you said, it's the clarity what are, what am I looking for? Like I've known, I've known people who are told, uh, friends with benefits, they are comfortable, they're fine with it. And there's no, and, and yet others, you have to know yourself and you have to be honest about what you're looking for. And that way, you know, and so that, you know, and when you start to date, you want it, like you said, you're getting to know them, but you're, you're in a, a rhythm. I would agree. You're not going to bring up exes and traumas in the very beginning but you also want to be clear on your profile that you, if you're looking for a partnership if you're looking for a committed relationship you must be upfront about it because you're wasting your time come right out the gate and tell somebody hey i'm looking for a husband <laughs> i wouldn't do that i would say yeah and a commitment you know it's hard to get people to commit to liking you on facebook much less trying to get you to commit to a long-term relationship. There's a lot of vulnerability. Uh, there's a lot of things that come up. Everybody's yeah. working through their own stuff. But Absolutely. it's fun. It can be fun. It can be engaging. So tell me, what was one of your most exciting uh, first dates that you had with your husband now? Yeah. Boyfriend. I saw you guys, uh, you were in Europe. We were just in Portugal. Yeah. Yeah. He's fun. He's a good buddy for me. He's a good buddy. And that's, I was clear what I was looking for. I was looking for 
a companion. I mean, I was in my 60s. I was in, I was looking for a companion. I was looking for someone who wanted to enjoy life and wanted to travel, who also had their own passions. You know, my husband's a jazz guitar player. So I love that he's opened my world up to a lot of music that I wasn't familiar with. He loves the American songbook. I, I knew about it, but now I really know about it more. And, you know, so, you know, I think one of our, I'm just thinking back and, uh, you know, because I think one of our most memorable dates was when I got to go and he took me to a place where he was able to sit in and play, play music. Oh. And I got to really experience him um, in his passion as a jazz guitar player. And, you know, and be kind of the guitar player's girlfriend. That was really fun. And it was a little jazz club that he took me to. And and I knew that he had played there a lot before he met me, that he had kind of every Saturday night, it was kind of a gig he did. So I knew that it meant something that he brought me there. Yeah, that's, right. that's really good. In your yeah. previous marriage, you consciously uncoupled for whatever reason. Um. And there was a certain amount of trauma because you're with the person for a long time. You shared, I don't know, do you have children? We do. We have one son. Yeah. So you have children and you've had birthdays and bas mitzvahs and, you know, Hanukkah and all of that good stuff together. And then all of a sudden you're shocked and rattled by this big word divorce. What would you say to a woman right now that is at the crossroads? You know, she's, uh, you know, I, there's no... There's no more juice left. I'm out. Um, but she's afraid and she doesn't feel that she will ever be good enough to find anybody else. What do you say to somebody that's kind of stuck in that space? Well, you know, of course, every situation is a little bit different. But, you know, so I would I would explore with her. You know, first of all, sometimes you have to just take a breath. And because you 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 don't want to take action until you reconnect to a sense of empowerment. So to me, that's always my goal. So to, to really help you kind of understand well, what's actually true about you, right? And, and, you know, the clarity of this decision and knowing, you know, just, I think sometimes you have to help somebody think it through. You have to help them talk about well, what, what are the fears? What are the beliefs? What do you want to create? I'm, I'm a big, you know, when I, first time I meet with anyone, I always talk about intention because I think you've got, you've got to have a North star. You want to create an intention of where, what it is that you are standing for. And, and it's a bigger, you know, even if it's an intention that says, you know, I'm standing for really being happy. I'm standing for creating a co-parenting, you know, seeing a vision, whether you can see it right now or not being willing to, to just stand for a certain vision, because I think as you do that, you're going to be guided, you're going to be guided. And so I think you've got to go slow. And, you know, I, like I said, I'm taking action without alignment, I know is never a good idea. Right. So it's helping you kind of talk that through what's actually true for you, you know, what's actually true about that belief that you, you know, because I just say, you know, look around, I mean, you're not the one person in the world chosen to not have what her heart desires, right? And so you're helping somebody. You know, I always say, I think the biggest thing that I call myself is I think I'm a possibility coach. Because mm, I know. That's beautiful. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a miracle, in all honesty. I'm, I look at my, you know, I look back on where I came from and who I was and all that I have 
shifted and grown and changed and freed myself from. And I just say, you know what? I just know I'm, you know what? I'm not any more special than anybody else. So I know if I can do it, you can. So no matter where you are, I know what's possible for you, but I have to help you decide to believe that you can have your heart, what you want, that you can create that in your life, that life has your back and is your partner, right? And, and because that's the knowing. So now you've had travel and love and life experiences and overcoming, you know, personal adversity and questioning yourself. You decided to put pen to pad. You wrote a book, uh, Opening to Possibilities. Tell us a little bit about that and what's inside the pages of your book. Yeah, you know, and so opening the possibility, it's like becoming available to love and be loved. Oh. And honestly, this was written, uh, uh, one of the very first clients that I worked with, who was a very successful woman, uh, lived in Norway, again, successful in many years, beautiful inside and out, yet looking for love in all the wrong places, deeply confused why she could not create the love and partner she wanted. And we went on a journey together where she, you know, through the steps that I, that I took her through, right, through really getting in relationship with herself, with, we, we're really understanding and seeing her patterns and really being able to look at the deeper truth and learning to listen to her own inner voice and, right, closing that gap between where she was, where she wanted to be so that she opened to possibility. And she found love beyond her wildest dreams and she was a writer as well as being a, a director in Norway and she had said to me we have to write this story because she had so many friends who were settling for so much less than what they wanted and so she was actually this you know she was really the impetus for writing this book and so the book is really the journey that we where she tells her story and then I talk about coaching her and what I shared with her and then we offer a takeaway of what of each step and what we want the reader to take with them as the step in the journey to moving from looking for love in all the wrong places to creating amazing love and partnership in their life. Well, share uh, an excerpt. You yeah, absolutely. Excerpt. Yes, yes. All right. So, you know, this is one towards the end. And, and it says, you know, you have to be willing to believe before the manifestation comes. Yes. If you're desiring amazing love in your life, trust and know that it is on its way to you. Act as if it is already there. What does it feel like? Dream it, milk it, savor it, expect it, be certain. Whatever you desire, how will you feel when you have it? Allow your imagination to run wild. Where you are now is just a manifestation of where you have been. It has nothing to do with where you're going. Let go of facing reality, and unless it's exactly as you want it to be. There are many things that are true. What are the thoughts? What's the focus? What are the dreams that light you up, that expand you in every cell of your body? That is your reality, and as you focus on it, as you dream it, as you allow your imagination to play with it and have fun with it, the manifestations that you've been longing for will begin to appear in your life. And that's the magic brains. It's not rocket science. Yeah. Uh, if you can, if you can conceive it, you know, you can achieve it. You just have to have a structure 
You have to have a will. You have to have a desire. You got to show up. You got to do the work. And again, you got to take the, the, the hits. Everything's not going to be straight uphill. You know, you're going to have some bumps in the road. But again, as we discussed in the beginning, what is your risk tolerance? What are you willing to give? Because you've got to give to get. It's, it's back and forth. You know, that's what love is all about. Understanding and wisdom, tenderness, you know. Um, yes. A sweet kiss. Uh, me and my husband say our prayers at night together like two little children. And that'll be something that one of us, if they precede the other, will always remember is that we put our God and our faith first before each other because that is what solidifies and holds yeah. the it's a yeah. holds yeah. So let's ask you some fun questions. All right. All right. If uh, you were a car, what kind of car would you be, Prim? Oh, I'm a little BMW sports car. Silver, silver. I love it. (laughs) Would it be a hard top or a convertible? Oh, it's a convertible. Yeah, I think I'd be a 1972 VW Bug. Oh, all right. The 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 uh, the van. (laughs) Peace and love. I love it. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you choose to be? Hmm. Oh, I like the idea of being a blender, right? Because I like blending different ingredients to create something delicious and good and juicy. (laughs) I think I'd be the air fryer. Ah. Because it's quick, it's easy to clean, it's still juicy, makes it crispy. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. I love it. What is something that's still on your life list? What is something else that you want to achieve, accomplish, go, see, taste? You know, I, I I love travel and I find it so enriching and so lovely to see other cultures and meet people. So certainly to continue to see the world, to continue to travel, you know, I would love to, uh, it, one of the things I would love to do is on my bucket list is I would love, you know, my husband, through him, I gained three ch- beautiful children, some beautiful, two beautiful uh, daughter-in-laws and a son-in-law and nine grandchildren. Oh my goodness. And I would love to take everyone like on a family vacation. That would be something that I would love to do. That would be a lot of fun. It'd be a lot of work, but it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> just booked a trip. Actually, we just booked a trip to uh, Thailand. Very nice. So I'm excited. And you know, my husband, um, I taught him a bad habit, Prim. I taught him how to call in sick. He had retired 20 years from the service and now he's working 25. He'll be 25 years at his current position. And I said, baby, this is what you do. You pick up the phone, you tell him, I'm not coming in today. You don't have to hold, you have time on the books, but I want to live our best life now. I don't want you to go and retire at 62 because that's what they do. They teach us how to get your Medi-Cal, they teach you how to get your Social Security, but they don't teach you how to still live your life and enjoy. And they think that it's it's over and it's not over. I just went to a wedding. This couple were in their 80s. I love it. During um, COVID, she was sneaking down to his room in the senior center. I <laughs> love it. Exactly. They, they said they just didn't want to be alone and they enjoyed watching 
movies and holding hands and playing cards and having conversation. So that's absolutely wonderful. If yeah. you were an animal, what animal would you be? Hmm. I think I would be a kitty. I love, I love kitties. They're just so, you know, I, I love the the motor. I'd have a really loud kitty motor and I just love being cozy. I'm a really cozy, I'm a cancer person, you know, I my sign is cancer. So I, I love being cozy and the idea of just being able to snuggle up and be cozy. I'd be a party animal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's already happening here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I want to get it in in that VW uh, uh, van for sure. And in closing, um, what do you want your legacy to be, friend? Say that again. I'm sorry. What do you want your legacy to be? You know, I really want my legacy to be that anyone who met me felt elevated and loved by me. Plain and simple. Yeah. You know, not a whole lot of expectations, not a whole lot of work. Because I can see that and I can feel that. You know? mm -hmm. I'm so glad. Uh, and tell your your beau, you, you, you're still newlywed, six years. Uh, tell him that I said he got a winner and congratulations. And I thank you for having the courage and the chutzpah to carry on and to find out who you are, a different layer a different chapter of who you are. You are not defined by what has happened to you. You are making strides to be the better person. But in addition to that, you have enough in abundance to pour into others. And I thank you for that sincerely. Well, it's been so lovely to meet you and all of you brains. And you know what? I have one last thought. Don't give up before the miracle comes. Don't, 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 because it's around the corner. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you. Uh, they want to work with you. They want to, you know, maybe have a conversation. Maybe they're at a particular age. They're shy. Uh, they're introverted. They don't want to, you know, go out on a public site. You can coach them. You can help them. And also Absolutely. purchase a copy of the book. Absolutely. So all that you can find on my website, which is just my name, Prem, P-R-E-M, Glidden, G-L-I-D-D-E-N.com. Uh, there's a free meditation download on there when you get on there. But there's also uh, my number is there, my... You can contact me at prem at premglidden.com and there's a way to reach out through that. And there's also a way to order the book. It is available on Amazon, but you can also through my website, it will take you there as well. But, you know, I would, you know, I, anyone who, who I feels that I could support them in any way to opening to possibility in their life, I would love to do that. Well, brains taking, uh, you know, take a chill pill, just sit back a minute and process you don't have to rush into anything. You don't have to, you know, make a quick rash decision. Look at your options, journal it, go walk on the beach barefoot, go hug a tree, <laughs> go get a kitty, <laughs> but do something good for yourself. You've got to love yourself first before you can love anybody else. But you know what I want you to do? I want you to love me <laughs> right now. <laughs> I want you to go in and love, like, share, and subscribe love like share and subscribe uh on youtube channel i want to raise those numbers we are on linkedin twitter instagram facebook blog talk itunes apple yada yada we're doing it all over the planet and we're doing it for you because you know what we l-o-v-e-y-o-u thank you so much you're the best friend
Great to meet you and connect with you, April. Thanks so much.